Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Tell us about the uh, <laughs> the boat. Oh man, it's been a week. Yours is, yours is way, I'll trade you. i trade <laughs> you problems. But no, I... Uh, Took a guide trip out Monday night. And so uh, I get on it, try to get up to plane, and before I can get up to plane, it went from six foot to six inches and douched it with sand. So I got it to pee a little bit before I took it out of the water, but it wasn't all the way cleared out. So that brought me into Tuesday. I uh, tried to back, I tried to take the boat to the local river and the Boat ramp was three foot out of water. That's how low our rivers are right now. So I went to another spot on down south where I thought it would be much more applicable for this situation. And it was a little. It was. The water was <laughs> just enough to get into to trouble. the boat ramp. And I stepped off, and there was only a six foot or six inch lip from the ramp to the rocks below. So I thought I'd just slowly back my tires in and get my motor enough in the water to fire it up and get everything cleaned out and it did not work i uh, <laughs> tried to try to back in before my motor was in the water the pods were dragging on the bottom <laughs> so i tried to pull back out which also did not work because you're so, on the lip of the boat ramp yeah you just needed some big jacked up tires on that that boat trailer so what i did is after i took the left side and slid it back about two feet on my trailer. So now my boat trailered down the road at like a 35 degree angle, which is not <laughs> optimal. It walks like John Wayne. Yeah. It, yeah, it was not tilted to the side. It was not optimal at all. But then I built a staircase out of rock so I could. Oh, that's how you got it out. That's how I got it oh, out. Oh, you didn't say that. That's I hilarious. Stair, I stair-stepped my way up to the boat ramp and then. Luckily, I had a family friend that didn't live far, so I pulled it to there and then went and got tools and got her straightened out. But <laughs> it was a awkward time, I would say. 
Well, I don't know about awkward. Definitely unfortunate. It was and definitely not good. just part of the jet boat life, man. Like the reality is, when you're dealing with shallow rivers or really low rivers, like we're doing now, you're gonna break stuff. And if people ever complain about cost of guide trips, that's factoring yeah. in stuff like this. Because <laughs> yes. guess what? Stuff's gonna happen, especially yeah. when you're running shallow waterways. And if you don't have a functioning boat. You don't have a business. So if yes. you can't afford to fix the machine to run the business, then you can't you afford to run a business. And that's yep. part of the, how that all works out. That is correct. And luckily, it just cost me one tire <clears throat> and a uh, grease buddy. I've got to replace one. It snapped off. Oh, that ain't bad at all. No. Yeah, you, you got so, out okay. Yeah. I, I like the rock stair step engineering piece. Dude. That was the only thing I could come up with because I couldn't lift that heavy freaking thing. And, <laughs> and that necessity breeds ingenuity yeah, that's or some right. crap like and, that. And I just happened to see a flat rock that's sitting there, and then I started searching and, and made then, like a three-step up program. And the cogs got turning in your mind. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And then I finally got it out of the water, and it pulls up at about 35-degree angle. And my heart <laughs> just went, frick. Yeah. <laughs> I notice how you don't drop as many F-bombs now that you're editing. Yeah, it, it saves a little time. Uh, yes, it run. does. Especially because today's Wednesday, and I don't have a podcast even started for Friday at 5. I, I can so. appreciate that because <laughs> it's Wednesday, and I don't have a video ready for Thursday. <laughs> you want to hear something that sucks? I had a video all the HD optimized, everything ready to go, and I was going to edit it the whole way down or whole way back home yeah the, i had audio issues so it's i have to trash it's it all junk. it's junk oh my god and it sucks because i've been like falling behind and stuff and i'm like finally getting ahead and then that stuff yeah but that's the kind of stuff that's been happening to me this year it's just bad luck and you know it's i don't know no point dwelling on it just yeah forehead first keep pushing keep pushing forward so i got another one getting ready to go i'm gonna edit a bunch tonight I really wanted to go fishing tomorrow morning, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Yeah. So I almost brought my camping gear tonight and just stopped at that state park just north of you and camped there, but I decided not to. It's not a terrible idea, but gentlemen I know did blank there two nights ago. So that, yeah. not to say, you know, every night's a different night, but that's yeah. not the most encouraging thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, that spot that we hit earlier and blanked, and then I tried to go solo on mine. I I talked about maybe going there this weekend. Mm -hmm. Somebody caught eight last Saturday night. Yeah, you told me that yeah. already. Old from, news from forty down. <laughs> so forty pounds down. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good ones. Yeah, there, there was there was. Two We're or still three going there ones. Saturday. I'd like to. Yeah. Oh, all right, I'll see you there. <laughs> all right, you want to talk about yourself a little bit? Introduce yourself. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, my name is Derek Wilkins, and. Um, I do 515 fishing, which is uh, kind of a combination of a lot of things right now. How did it start? Um, it began as a... It began as and a... And I don't want our conversation to be totally involved with this, because the stuff that I'm most interested in is the fact that you take a bunch <laughs> of high school kids out fishing, which is badass. Yeah, yeah. But this is interesting. So you started out as a Facebook group, to my knowledge, or was there something before that? Nope. It started as a Facebook group. Um, and to be honest with you, it was just another fishing page, which we know there's tons and tons and tons of those. I, I think I'm in like 95 of those right now as it is. And, and like maybe 10 of those I actually check. So, um, initially it started off as one of those, um, reason why, I really don't have a great reason why I know I was in some and I felt like they were all the same. And so I want to do something that like, how, how can we be different? Because all the other ones were just 
pictures and, and bickering, it felt like. And mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to do something um, different. Um, I remember back when it might have been when high school or, or middle school. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Central Iowa Anglers. Oh, yeah. But this is back when like web forums was are still. Are they a, still uh, have a club? Yes, technically, but very, very, very small. I think they're a little bit a generation above for the most part their members were. Well, it um, seemed to me like a bunch of retired dudes who like to hang out on. Right. Oh, I broke my rule. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. got you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I remember in. in, in middle and high school, you know, those guys actually did stuff as a, as a group. You know, they did some fishing structure projects. They, they did some events and things of that nature. They cleaned up stuff. Yeah, right. And so um, the intention of making the group was how can this group be different than other groups? And, and that's the reason why I think uh, we still see the growth that we do. I think. So how is it different, though? You didn't say that. Right, I was getting. I was okay, getting <laughs> I'm, I'm patient, Daniel. Okay, so so the events, right? So we've got swap meets, uh, we've got the cleanup events. Um, we do some of those different drawings from time to time for folks. Uh, we do. Um, oh shoot, what are some of the other stuff that we do? You do seminars. Seminars. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The web-based seminars. Um, and and I'm always just trying to think of what is the next thing. Um, I've had a few folks over the last year and a half ask me about trying to do boat buddies. So lining up members with boats and trying to line them up with folks that don't have boats. Time out. Time out. I have to ask. (laughs) Have you always said folks or did you start saying that after you became a teacher? Folks. I feel like that's very much a teacher thing. (laughs) I, I don't know. I never. I've never. I've never I didn't. Nobody's co- been a big enough asshole to point it out before. I've never well, had this, I've never had the, this thought process. These are the uh, things that jump out to me. So I didn't. I didn't drink coffee till I became a teacher. And you know that is a culture weird. thing. Now I'm not teaching, and no I'm not coffee. drinking as much coffee. <laughs> I used to drink half a pot or more coffee a day. Well, now I'm like 16 ounces coffee sure. a day. Yeah. I mean, coffee is how you get through the day as a teacher, I think. You know, like it's a... it might be because, <laughs> you know, you fish till two in the morning. And that's how you get <laughs> and then through. you got to get there. Right. It's going to be a po- whole pot day. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked up golf when I was teaching. And I still... Gross. Uh, yeah, I still golf once quit, in a while. Quit but, quit swearing at me. Uh, it's, it's better than coffee. That shit's disgusting. No, no, no. I disagree with that. <laughs> See, I like I like the, the foo-foo, like the lattes and the cappuccino. They make you fat. They're like true. sugar. They're more sugary than ice cream. This is true, yeah. but they do taste good. I just go a monster. It does the same job. Same yeah, out done. I, I did that for a while, and then I got scolded by some folks at school saying I was going to die and have a heart attack and this and that. And so so we like, all got to go somehow. I was we're like, we're <laughs> gonna re- we're gonna go back to the Facebook group, but uh, I want to say, to my understanding, I'm not a scientist of any sort. <laughs> The biggest issue with energy drinks is the amount of caffeine that you ingest in a short period of time. So you could, in theory, like, or in theory, just drinking or ingesting any type of caffeine is going to be a problem. Blow up your heart. Well, if, if anybody knows anything more than that, let me know. Like, shoot me an email. But to my understanding, caffeine's the yeah. main issue. So it's not the energy drink itself. It's how much caffeine you're ingesting. Sure. And the ves- the energy drink just happens to be the vessel that carries the yes. caffeine. And the That's- B12 and B6 and... And guarana, yeah, <laughs> whatever that, whatever that right, mystery so, fluids. So back to the Facebook group. Yeah, so um, you're different because of this, yeah. and then it's became. 
it's just it's just continued to um, grow and I think just stay active be- because of the different aspects of it. Um, you know, so there's always new ideas. It's, it's the problem for me is balancing. You know, all that because um, you're an administrator who's really busy, right? And right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, I, I love fishing. I love all things fishing. I like all types of fishing. Um, you know, so anytime there's a cool idea, I'm, I want to listen and I want to continue to. Uh, push the growth of the of the group, um, but there is there's a line, right? I mean, you, you can't do everything, or at least do it well. Um, and, and that's the piece: is what do you what what's your biggest bang for your buck? See, I go back. Well, bang for your buck. It's like how focused do you want to be on one thing? Because right. you you can do something really well, but it's going to take away from something else. Right. So I guess that adds to your point. It's right. tough to do everything well. Right. So you just need more help, I guess. Well, that's a whole nother diversify. That's a whole nother thing because when you talk about needing more help, it's that trust of carrying out that same vision that you well, have. Well, and then what do you really want out of it? Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. Right. So I've had I've had some folks now. The new thing is they want everybody listening to this. Every time you say folks, it's oh, just going to stick see, out yeah. to them now. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't even think about it. And now you're now, now you're going to have a complex. <laughs> now you're pointing it out. I uh, have I have that effect on people. <laughs> I give them complexes. Um, but they they want uh, a tournament, and I've I've never done um, a tournament as far as setting one up and organizing. Oh, dude, and that's, I, and that's I've a not, debacle. And I've not mm. wanted anything to do with it, you know. Um, and maybe I'm just being stupid by even entertaining it. But well, one one thing to consider too is there's not a, there's some bass fishing tournaments. Catfish tournament scene is kind of wishy-washy right now. There's like yeah. a lot of little single event tournaments, but not real trails. Right. And then I guess there's a crappie trail now, mm-hmm. but walleyes. I don't think there's anything in Iowa. Mm-mm. So I think there's room for stuff like that if you wanted to dive down. And that, that may road. be something that you could push off on somebody else too that maybe specializes a little more on. So that. that's that's the thing is I've, I've talked to just a couple people to pick their brains, you know, because I just don't want to dive into a world that I I don't know. Right. Um, and you don't have time for. It. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so. That's kind of been my thing is can I find, a I guess, a partner in, in doing that uh, that I trust and will do it well. Ryan, you and got then, plenty of time, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 As soon as they add that eighth day, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I can just kind of get behind. And uh, I don't want to say slap my name on because that makes it seem like I'm not doing anything, but that I can kind of collaborate with. Yes. Sure. Take at least a side seat instead of a back seat. Right. Do you, do you think it's interesting? the world we live in now that your introduction involved you starting a Facebook group, like that's relevant enough that you bring that up as part of your introduction. I think that has been for quite a while now, especially in the fishing world. No, I, I, I agree yeah. that social media is huge, Yeah, but it's just interesting that we've gotten to the point where think that, of all the people that you've met because of social media that you wouldn't have before. Well, and you can take a step back to central Iowa angling like forums. Yeah. yeah, I got some lifelong friends that I've met through forums. Yeah. Right when I to, when I first met people that weren't, I guess my own buddies that I was going on fishing with, it was through like a forum, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And now, like with social media, I mean, shoot, I mean, you go out fishing at a spot like we were talking about earlier that is semi popular, and you know half the people at that spot just by kind, seeing them. Isn't that weird though? Like you, you Running know who somebody. they are, yeah. but you're not hundred percent. But or you're well, that's even worse. <laughs> You're like, hey, and yeah. especially if they know you. Yeah, are yeah. you? 
are you such they're such like i i know who you are and you're like i don't know who you are but i recognize <laughs> your face yeah <laughs> yeah kind of which that that that's um kind of awkward because i've had that where you know they hey are you so and so i say yeah and i introduce myself the more awkward thing is when they start talking about 515 fishing and they and they don't recognize me uh and then we and then like oh, we're talking about better we're talking about then you can be like all low-key about <laughs> yeah. it man. we're talking about 515 fishing and they haven't even realized that like I, i'm that guy you yeah. know dude um, it happens people so there's people who <laughs> think i started whisker seeker yeah <laughs> good for you well yeah. you did start that rumor so <laughs> now it'll be a rumor yeah. I'm going to run into some random yeah. person who's just going to mess with me. I hope they do. You know? <laughs> just send Matt a message. I'm waiting on my royalties. Yeah. yeah. And he'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. This is big. Drum roll? Drum is roll. It, is it a good announcement or bad announcement? It's a, I think it's a great announcement. All right. Yeah. I can get on board with great. Several podcasts ago, we left the naming of my boat to a coin flip and the two options were midnight special or three inches is enough <laughs> we we flipped the coin midnight special one and i was so disappointed i don't even call it by its name so i'm just gonna step ahead it's now boat now it's named boat no it's three inches is enough is now the name of my boat you're going that's what happened all your luck went because you went against the tide no, I followed. <laughs> I followed through on what I said I was gonna do, and then went on my own. And now I'm gonna just do what I wanted to do, and probably should have done anyway. So, for everybody who submitted boat names, thank you for the individual who submitted the name Midnight Special. It's good. I think three inches. Is you were in the running. Yeah, you were, you was, lost a split decision in the end. It was, <laughs> you left. It was left up to the judge. Yeah. Me and can't leave it to the judges. No, yeah. he's retarded. <laughs> I had a guy email in John. Thanks for the question, John. If anybody else has good discussion questions, I. I, I really enjoy cherry picking them from the emails, but he, he asked a question you can get pretty philosophical on. Is it possible to have too many rods and reels? Yes. Like on, on hand while you're fishing or just in general? Go both routes. I, I would say yes on like while you're fishing. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, depending on what you're doing. Um, and I fall into that trap all the time because... I'll, I'll I'll say to a friend, hey, we're going out. What are we What are we doing? We're we're wally fishing. Okay, what uh, you know? Are we jigging? Are we pulling cranks? Are we pulling rigs? Are we slip bobber. Like, what are we doing? Oh, you know, I don't know. We're gonna we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get out there, figure it out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sweet. That's not good. Enough. I, I go, okay, sweet. So what happens is I I bring my entire arsenal <laughs> to be prepared, right? Yeah. And each one is set up totally different because I don't want to waste time. You're not going to yes. show up on a work site. Right. With a screwdriver and a hammer. <laughs> right. You yes. know, like yeah. you're going to bring the, all the tools. But at the, same, at the same time, you know, you get in the boat and there's just, there's rods everywhere. And the whole yes. time, what do you end up doing? Jigging minnow. You, you know, it's but, like, really, but, come on, man. But yes. even when you, like if you're, so if my buddy, one of my buddies said, we're going to go slip bobber some walleyes. I'm still bringing a jigging rod. <laughs> I'm still bringing crankbait stuff. Because guess what? Sometimes you yeah. go out with this certain plan and the plan don't you get to plan d and you start catching fish so when <laughs> the most rods i've ever had in my boat at one time was 16 and i have had days where we used every single one of them <laughs> wow 
And that's I, uh, why I have a giant rod locker on that thing. <laughs> the the first time that I did an ice fishing tournament with Kinsey, mm-hmm. we built sleds with rod holders and bucket holders, and we were going to be efficient. So each of our sleds held like 12 rods. Mm-hmm. So it was different style of jig, different colors of jig, different... Because we we're going to be efficient. We we're just going to pile up these yellow What if bass. you bust off? You just got to grab yeah. the next one right. so you don't have to retie. I used one rod all day long. Nope. Gunmetal green pelkey. Caught the piss out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the year you guys did pretty good too? We did fairly well every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We were always in the top But I thought 25%. there was one year where you like did real good. Yeah, we were like 20-something. Out of 6,000 anglers? Yeah, I forget thing. how many they cut off. But. It's dumb. Yeah. Like the mouth. It was like 350 or. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. It's fun. Another example is so is I've, I've been wading the rivers for smallmouth lately and. Um, Beating them up. Yeah, doing good. Catching um, them on top water at all? Oh, twop, whopper plopper, baby. Whopper plopper. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> bone. <laughs> the bone. You say it like a sports commentator. Oh, man. Whopper <laughs> plopper. Whopper ploppers, <laughs> baby. Boom. Bottom of the night. comes the plopper. But the first, you know, the first time uh, out there a couple weeks ago, you know, I, I had a top water rod and I also had like a Ned set up. And then I also had my backpack with, with everything on there. And, you know, you're walking the mile or whatever down river and you're coming back upstream or vice versa. And I was like, damn, you feel tired, you know. And, I grew up waiting uh-huh. for channel cats, not smallies. And I was very minimalistic. Yeah. Like there's many times you're walking miles. Right. So and, this last yeah. time out, I took one one rod and then like any kind of uh I feel like your tackle is where you put pack the weight on. Though. So the tackle is I just brought it with like my little satchel or whatever, or even just like the little pocket it's that you have on purse. your purse. It's a satchel. <laughs> satchel, of course. Yeah. Brings satchel. out the color of my eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, or like even in the waders, you know, like the little pockets you have. Oh, and, yeah. and I just, that's all I use. It, it felt so nice. And you yeah. have more room for beer that way. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so so I, I do think there's there's the balance to your point, you know, being prepared, but there is times where it's like, uh, this is overkill. That's my only point of excess. <laughs> and I would argue it's not excess because it's used. Yeah. You know, but I'm I'm pretty minimalistic overall to the point that it is it does hurt me on occasion, but I think overall it makes the experiences so much more enjoyable that when there's times where I'm missing something I'll just figure it out. Now, were all 16 of your rods slightly different? Like, slightly different? No, no. So there was a set of four catfishing rods, like the flathead rods, set of four channel cat rods, set of four um, the the light spinning bottom rods for, like, hybrids or small channels and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, what, 12? And then had four of the same. So it's four, 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 you know? Yeah, okay. Because he's guide tripping. The last four were all, like, graphite medium light spinning combos for chucking spinners or topwaters or jigs and so yeah and that trip we fished for tried flatheads tried channels tried wipers tried walleyes tried there was there was a purpose for each of those sets yeah if i was going out by myself i mean i'd have you'd have four rods well i'd still have it all i'd I'd probably have all (laughs) I, i would have Four less rods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You never know when you're going to you see those wipers busted, you know? Yeah, that's right. You, you gotta always got to be at the ready. And yeah. I have a whopper plopper on one, an inline <laughs> spinner on the other, because sometimes they snub the top water, you yep. follow it up with an inline, and they tee it up, and yeah. it, is, it is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as owning, how about this? We talked about bringing, so owning. Can you own too many rods and reels? It depends on your storage. If you got crap just laying around and piled up and getting broke then yes but if you have everything organized and stored and where it's useful Mm -hmm. then pile it on yeah i guess for me every every rod unless you have the same model you know same action same power same lines you know every rod has its own feel and own distinct kind of purpose um that I, but I you a, don't understand that until you own 12 of them. <laughs> and then you're like this one does this better yeah. this one does this better yeah um, there is something to be said for that right every single every, you know whether it's a different brand whether you're fishing with a fenwick versus a saint croix and they're both medium light they they, they feel different they perform differently so um now if i have just you know 20 uh, medium light St. Croix rods that all did the same thing that might be overkill if I'm fishing by myself and I'm not doing any kind of guiding or anything like that but I feel like every rod has its own kind of personality how about, how about this you have all these rods that you're talking about if you added a high speed jigging reel for tuna and butterfly jigs <laughs> yeah. and it was in your arsenal but it's for something different yeah is that excessive because how often you go tuna fishing but when you do, you're but, ready. Yes, but are you, are you planning? <laughs> no, you have no, a- right? Now, like if, if I handed it to you and said, take it home, are you now in excess on rods? <sighs> it's that- on the mantle for safekeeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that one's I may trouble. take down the family picture just to have room to hang it so, up. Not, not <laughs> that would be like a $1,500 combo, so you better <laughs> yeah. use that son of a bitch. Uh, not, not to upset any fly fishermen out there, but I, I don't have... Um, much of a desire to fly fish and so Hell, if I, I even got a fly rod so really yeah. so, so if i were to go out and buy a fly rod right now that that might be a bit excessive because i have zero desire and plan to use that sure. at any time mm-hmm. um you know could somebody pull my leg hard enough to say oh let's go do it yeah sure I, that'd probably be the only time i'd, I'd do it yeah so but are you gonna buy a rod for that or are you no. gonna try and borrow no one? they'd have no. to supply it right. yeah right <laughs> i got a fly rod well let me go back to the you were so excited when you ordered that. I still am. Like, we were getting to the time of year. How long ago was that? <laughs> last couple, year. It was a couple, I it think. It was last Wasn't spring. So a year uh, and a half. I think it was two. Because no. we, hey. we were floating. You're down, right. And you You're got right. wrecked. You're right. Yeah. So uh, as far as the excess rod things go. And you've used it? Twice. Twice. Yeah. It's been well, used. Once a year. That ain't bad. Oh, I'm going to use it a lot. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> if I think if you have rods that you are not using, I think that's excessive. Oh, I've got 30 of those. Then you're so in, then, then just, you're just ones that I've upgraded over the years, and they're the lesser, so I don't use them. So, so then you would argue that your gift of that tuna rod is excessive. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what yeah. I was... I, I think that. Okay. Whether I'm right or wrong, that that's up for debate. Yeah. But I, probably it, wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that'd be like me buying um, trolling rods and line counter reels, you know, to have them just in case I ever use them. Just in but case you get... You go your, to ear. Well, you have, but, yeah. but, you have but I continue to use the medium-powered spinning tackle to troll, the troll, you know. Well, I, it I, is I, more fun to catch them on that. Right, <laughs> right. You know, but if I buy all these, these tools and then they just sit there, and when I do have the time to do that technique or I decide to do it, I just go back to what I always do, then, then it's a successive to have those those rods so if anybody wants to argue with me good but i have something for you to consider first <laughs> stretch first it'll it's gonna take a while no 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 <laughs> it'll be quick so the, the the combos like you're talking the trolling combos right. if you're like that's not excessive you never know when you might have a situation where you're going to need these trolling combos that's true but the money you spend on them could be better used for something that you could Terminal benefit tackle. from right yeah. now or yeah. down payment on a boat because, sure. I mean, how much yeah. would a set of four good Abu Garcia line counter 6500s spooled with braid and then, like, whatever pro walleye signature series trolling rods? Like, that's probably eight, nine hundred bucks. Right. In, yeah. Or more. Probably yeah. more in, in combos. So, let's say 1200 I mean, that's not going to be a huge down payment on a boat, but you could that could pay for... You know, a third of a price on a quality 16-foot V-bottom. It could buy you a halfway decent used trolling motor right? for your boat. Right. You know? That you could benefit from immediately instead of having these combos sitting around. Or go go get a, you know, like a side view. You know, if you don't have a good, you know, depth finder or, you know, flash or whatever. You you can get a Garmin Echo Map 93 SV for like 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'd have 400 left over. That's a lot of shad wraps, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do the math. (laughs) 32.6. Talk about, you've been, you've been on them lately bud it's, it's i haven't seen a 30 pound flathead in a little while You've i uh, seen several i uh got a late start i only fished twice in june and that's like sacrilegious but i was trying to get my boat done i was trying to get my animal control business done and i just did not make the time to get out so any chance i've got to get on the water i'm taking it right now and it's been panning out. It's been going well. It's crazy how you spend more so, time on the water and you catch more fish. It's it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's the number one. That's the number one thing right there. Time on water. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I'm going out with you Saturday. I got a guide trip Wednesday, and then a week from that Friday as well. So we might be taking be a country music singer. That's what you said. You know, dude's name's cool. Jesse Daniels. So if there's a video are you gonna bring a guitar on the boat just just to you think prompt, I, I just own, to prompt i don't own a guitar <laughs> no. just i bring like the to fly keep rod. things quiet let's bring a fly rod see what you can do with it well what, what <laughs> connection does that have to country music he can strum it yeah. why would a fly rod be able you be able to strum a fly rod any better than any other because rod? that's the only thing it's ever going to get used for <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to use the hell out of it this month because we're getting to the good wiper time on the river man and I'm going to outfish you with my spinning combo. Oh, yeah. 12 to 1. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. But I've never caught a single fish on a fly rod. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest caster in the world, but I'm hitting like 80 feet yeah. with a fly rod. I, I, feel, I feel like feel, that's okay. Oh, with, for wipers, you don't need any more than that. From a boat, you don't. Yeah. Well, the, one, the last time I used it, I was from the bank. And I said, you know what? I'm taking the training wheels off. I'm only taking the fly rod. The wipers were losing their minds, destroying Shad. At 92 foot. No. (laughs) 
Because I could have got him by wading. Yeah. I waded to yeah. waist deep, and I was still about 10 to 15 feet short on the cast, and I would have oh. destroyed him with a spinning rod. Yeah. And then I left a half hour before the sun. <laughs> no, that that's a lie. I left pouty. Um, I did have one <laughs> face fall- beat red. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had one follow me in, shark in. He followed that fly like a freaking Mako. <laughs> not like a wiper that comes up and smokes it but yeah. he just followed it in and i was tr- like double like, what double hand stripping that? it trying to make it go fast trying to get him to chase and he just followed it around and then snubbed me right at the end i'm like you say ran into my boot and then took off yeah he, he was five ten feet away from me before Jeez. he called it quits i, I feel like there's this there's like there's me. like this innate there's like an innate desire to want to use a fly rod or fly fish because I, I was fishing with uh, a guy small fishing uh last weekend actually and we're coming back up the river and going down it was it was kind of tough but we're coming back up and just killing him uh coming back up and he's just like oh you know i gotta use the fly rod man i just i gotta use the fly rod and i gotta catch one of these on the fly rod and i'm sitting there watching him you know just so majestic whipping it around <laughs> and i'm like there's another one. There's another one. And he's in the spot. I'm like, hey man, go ahead, get go get him. So okay, so he's whipping, he's whipping. Hold on, hold on. He's whipping, he's whipping it. And I'm like, hey, can I, can I throw in there once? I throw in there. I, I rip that smallie right out of there. I'm like, dude, dude, just throw the whopper plopper, man. I'm like, just throw the towel in and let's just just catch some fish with me. I, I mine is methodical in why I want to use a fly rod. For real, it's utilitarian. Might be a better way to describe it because. What a fly rod can do is cast a neutrally, pretty much neutrally buoyant lure and give you the ability to fish it slowly in a way that a jig in plastic cannot be done. So Mm -hmm. if I have the ability to effectively fish a fly, then I have the ability to effectively present a lure in that way. That takes practice. So I'm going to practice on the wipers and whatnot. And then when that fishing situation arises where I need to present a lure in that way where it would outfish conventional tackle i have that skill set and that's the mindset behind what i'm doing <laughs> it's not that i want to be a fly fisherman it's not that i want to be see, that see guy you it? just bowered that whole situation when, when i watch it <laughs> that's I how it. i think man <laughs> When I watch it happening, I, I'm just imagining that they think that they're in the mountains of like Montana, just throwing in a stream, and there's like bears in the background, and they're no. pulling salmon out of the out of the creek. That's that's what I see. Everything's a tool, man. Like you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, but you got to practice using the the gun. You know, he just admitted it. Bowers a tool. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I heard. And you continue to state the obvious. All right, Derek, back to like all your stuff that you do. So the thing that I think is the coolest of all, without like head and shoulders the coolest, is that you took, I'm assuming you started that club, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you didn't inherit it from somebody. So nope. you took the initiative to start a, is it just high school currently? Currently just high school, yeah. So a high school fishing club. Nobody told you had to. Nobody gave you a push like to go this route. No, nope. but you there's do probably it. some obstacles to jump through. Oh, there's yeah, probably actually, shit tons of them. Yeah, it's a it's a board approved uh, club. You know, so it's sponsored. So by So you the took school. an hour and a half out of your week just to get it <laughs> approved. <laughs> yeah, you have to go through approval process and fill out a sheet and uh, talk about you know how you're sponsoring it, why it's important to have as a club at the high school, um, who who's actually interested in doing this, mm-hmm. and has to go to the board for approval and, and all that good stuff. And you know? you're in a pretty urban area. Mm-hmm. 
for something like that, which mm-hmm. makes it even better. You right. know, it's not some one A school that yeah. you know everybody already fishes. That's yeah. kind of a different different realm for yeah. them. And so, it's, so, but what 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 was the the fire to get to do this? So okay, so um, prior to being in administration, I was a PE teacher, and so during teaching PE, I uh, I, I taught fishing units. Yeah, fi- the Fish Iowa mm-hmm. unit. Yeah. Yep, yep, and we, and we would go out to uh, like I was in Wilbur Granger for a couple of years, and we had a local community member. Every time I talk now, I don't want to say folks. I'm, I'm like thinking about <laughs> yes. it. Yes, thinking about it. He's in your head. You let him in um, your head. But uh, we had a local community member that had a pond and said, "Hey, bring the kids." Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. But we had a guy that said, hey, bring the kids out here and let's fish. And so we would do that. And you would get those kids that had never fished a day in their life um, or special needs students that had never done it. Um, And it was just a really cool, really rewarding experience to give those kids that opportunity. Um, Isn't it cool when one of them kids who's never caught a fish, their face just lights up? Like there is something instinctual yeah. about it i believe it's probably not in everybody's um but the people who shit talk on fishing definitely don't grow up around it right you know yeah. and they never had that experience yeah. at that or they did age. and then it was somebody that handled it completely wrong and just ruined right. them right? yeah you know i could see right. that but you you were making memories like instantaneously yeah yeah those kids and yes. so by doing that, I, I knew um, when I moved into administration, I lost you know that ability to teach uh, that specific subject. I, I wasn't able to coach anymore. But I was like, man. So you didn't start doing this till you became an administrator, right? Right. So you're like, I, I don't have enough to do as an administrator. <laughs> so now I need to do more. Uh, well, it felt a void, filled a void that you're right. You right. Had. Yeah. I, I lost the coaching piece, and I lost you know. But uh, that makes it. What I'm getting at is that just makes it cooler because you just inherited like you just signed up for a new job that is substantially more time intensive than teaching and then you're going to decide to debt like donate more time yeah to do something that's going to make a difference with kids sure yes yeah Yeah. because you believe in it that much i mean it's why people well so anyway keep going about the lies like the I just wanted thing, the, that, it, it, that deserves an attaboy. It, once think. again, not, not to get like philosophical and, and well, we're here like a hippie yeah. mindset, but um, you know, I've worked with a lot of um, at risk kids and kids that struggle as, as an administrator, you know, as a Dean of students, I do a lot with attendance and discipline and stuff like that. And, and kids that just don't have structure and support. And for me, fishing is very therapeutic. Yes. Um, you know, as somebody that, lost their mom to alcohol at, at age 46 and grew up, you know, everybody has, has struggles and strifes. Fishing was that therapy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for some of us going to an office and talking to somebody is good therapy for some of us that doesn't fill that void, Yeah, but fishing or being outdoors does. Well, yeah. to add to the fill of the void, you presenting a kid with this opportunity fills an adult void, right? Like you're a role model right. in a way that's, mm-hmm those kids might be missing that not to say you're going to fill the void of a parent, right. but you know, like every little piece adds up, but we, we've all done the coaching and we've done right. Working yeah, we, with the kids. All three of us have been coaches and, in here. And the ones that really gravitate to you most of the time are the ones that really need it. And it's no you know different. I mean? Yeah, you're right. It's no different than those kids that are in athletics 
because of the therapeutic effect of the athletics. Yes. You know, whether it's wrestling, whether it's a contact sport. Whether Some of those kids, go- that's the only thing they had to look forward right. to. Or whether period. it's just going to the weight room after school, you know. Uh, that and, and the team, you know. Yeah. You're surrounded yeah. by a group of people who are similar yeah. mindsets, similar goals, accepting. And right. You find your place among your tribe, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a way, honestly, to expose um, that culture if you will. Another avenue. Yeah. 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 To kids. Um, and to give them an opportunity for kids that, that can't go out or don't have that opportunity at home or just don't have the time, the transportation, what have you to give them that, that chance. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have stuff. to be athletic. I mean, Spencer proves that. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm the best athlete in this room right now. If we want to go run some sprints. I'm going to kick your asses. <laughs> Your, your reason for, because I started a fishing club too, mm-hmm. but your reason is so much more selfless than mine. Like, <laughs> like I, and it, it'll I wanted Spencer's to get reason, out of school and fish. <laughs> Spencer's reason, I was just going to scout new spots from yeah, the kids. Absolutely. The I, I, they, you, they caught all my bait for me. <laughs> you laugh. That's happened. I was like, I took the kids fishing and I brought my bait tank and every bluegill, I'm like, just put it here, guys. Keep that's it. that's yeah. funny because at the cleanup event last weekend, uh, Trevor's son Skyler was with us and uh, he had a little worm and he's just pulling uh, little green sunnies out of the rocks. I'm like, Hey, hey, just throw that in the, throw that in the bait bucket. That's, that's cool, man. I'll, take those. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure they get home <laughs> yeah, safe. Right. That's hilarious. So how many, how many kids do you have in fishing club currently? Yep. So it changes every year, but this, right. this last year was a fantastic crew. We had about a dozen, um, this last year. And I would say we had three females, um, which is a big win, uh, for us just, to, to get that exposure to not, not just the male, uh, population, but the females as well. Um, and we had a really good, uh, diverse group of kids, nine through 12. You know, sometimes we see, you know, a group of kids will join because they're, they're buddies. Right. And yeah, so you right. got three or four it's juniors. The same in sports. Sure. You know, yeah. like right. My buddy went out for this sport, so I guess I will too. Yeah. yeah. But we just, this, this last year was definitely our best, uh, chemistry, uh, for a group. Uh, we had kids, you know, special needs kids. We had kids from all different grades. And so, uh, and it's just true camaraderie. You know, you go out and fish yeah. and, mm-hmm. And the senior would they have no problem. And they weren't. Yeah, yeah. The senior had no problem, you know, helping the freshmen and talking to them and they were having a genuine good time. Yeah. You know, as well as some spaces, even with sports, you're like Especially that, with sports. That, that yeah. varsity starter's not talking to the freshman, you know, third string receiver. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey man, you go yeah. go do your drills yeah. or whatever. I'm over here doing my thing. Right. So Well, what kind of stuff do you have them do then? Yeah, so um if if it was up to them, we would be out fishing every single time. Mm-hmm. Now Obviously, that's there, there's there's pieces that well, go into. Well, it's not so obvious to everybody. <laughs> okay, so, well, like he wants them to take something away from it, not well, just an experience. But even just just transportation, just getting everybody to a, a place. Yeah. And I understand not everybody understands. So uh, keep yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. the different things that lead right. like, to take this group of kid fishing. Yeah, what do you got to do before? Right. So I mean, in order to take a kid fishing, I mean, you got to make sure a you got to make sure it's okay with their parents. Yeah. You got to have that parent permission, and you got a waiver. Yeah, got to have a waiver. Make sure nothing happens, which is why we don't do much ice fishing as as a as a crew. Mm-hmm. Just the liability there in the school not wanting to have that ownership. <laughs> You're gonna I do to, what? I, I did an ice fishing <laughs> trip and I had to sweet talk the administration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. was a process. Um, but just the transportation, you know, um, y- you have a couple routes there. Do you have your older kids drive your younger kids? 
You could, but that's a risk. Yeah. It's, it's all about weighing those risks. You know, risks when you're you're thinking about that stuff, and so especially as an administrator, right? I mean, right. It's, it's all coming back to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we we typically do our events on the weekend, so parents can can bring yes. the kids. Well, and a lot of times, idea. and yeah. a lot of times the parents will stay, you know, and 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 have a good time fishing with us as well. So that that's the best of both worlds. Which if you can start a parent and a kid fishing together, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. is awesome. But uh, so we we end up doing a lot of different stuff. We do kind of like our five one five fishing group does a swap meets. We do a swap meet in the school, mm-hmm. so the kids will bring their their tackle boxes yeah. and barter with each other. And I love watching <laughs> That's that like stuff. Trading Dude, baseball like, cards. Have you guys ever seen like storage okay. wars or yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever ripped a kid off because you really wanted that lure? Okay. You're like, I will <laughs> hey. give you a twenty five pack of these. <laughs> Twister tails. I have so catch for the everything. Rip, that ripping rat. And you're not lying. You're not lying. I have some got some good wins on squatties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but it's cool just to watch. Like if the two of you are trading stuff, I'm just watching with yeah. interest. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, is he gonna go for the buzz bait? <laughs> He's like, oh, you're throwing the frog away. What are you doing? <laughs> so that's the best thing you got in your yes. box. So yeah, or somebody's like, I'll give you a. a pack of hooks and these split shots for that whopper plopper and you're like what are you doing you know so, do it do yeah. it do you, yeah. do, you, you, do you ever interject or you just let- I, I, I sometimes say hey hey you maybe want to add some more stuff the value here yeah. is a little bit high yeah um but we you're do about a hundred uh, bucks short on this deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we do um giveaways so like you, you talked about like donations and stuff what'd and you it, what'd you do with the stuff i donated for the last swap meet or just donated stuff remember that stuff i dropped off mm-hmm yeah. What, what'd you end up doing with that? So every time we have a gathering, we do like a little drawing. Yeah. And, and so the kids uh, kind of just draw numbers or whatever, and they get a pick from kind of the, the pile of the stuff. The grab bag. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. Um, so That's we, a good way of going yep. about it. And every time that we get together, there's some sort of giveaway. You know, it, it's not always grand, um, but there's always some plastics mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And I try to mix it up. And, and the one thing I love about the fishing community is how giving the community is and how people want other people to get into fishing. Um, like if I were to go on the group right now and say, hey guys, I, I've got some elementary kids that need some rods, I, I would have as many rods as I need Absolutely. Yeah, in 30 minutes. That's I, awesome. It would not be that's a problem. Awesome. Yes. Um, and, and so that's really cool just to have kids. And half of them would probably be new. They would yeah. go out and buy them right. and deliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we do uh, we do watch YouTube videos. I, I know one of the very first ones we watched. Are there any good YouTube videos out there? <laughs> one there, of the first, are. there are. There are. And what we'll do is we'll get snacks and we'll make it like a theater, right? So we'll get in there and we'll we'll turn the lights off and pull the projector down. And, and, and one of the first videos we watched, um, it's a few years now, but uh, is when Spencer was, he caught this big ass blue cat on uh, his kayak. And I remember he couldn't even, it was going under the kayak on the other side and i think it was either oklahoma or texas i feel like that doesn't matter okay okay <laughs> but either way the kids were blown away just watching that and trying to get the fish on the kayak and so this is what a shit show looks like <laughs> but they're just they're so interested because they've never even seen a blue catfish yeah you know, they're like yeah, oh, what yeah. is what is that you know <laughs> Uh, we'll watch bloopers. I mean, we've all seen the Bill Dance bloopers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. There. Yep. VHS, Bill Dance, fishing bloopers. So, so we'll watch those. Um, we do a little bit of everything. And then we'll just do some, like, um, I guess seminar stuff. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll just talk about different fishing and, and they'll ask questions and stuff like that. So That's cool. We do a variety of stuff. Um, 
like I said, if it was up to them, we'd be out on the water all the time. Uh, there's just more logistics that go into doing that. So we, we usually get together at least once, maybe twice a month. Nice. Yeah. All right. I, have, I, I would say even ahead. like the practicing of tying knots, practicing yeah. of casting, yeah. you know, bait casters, you yeah. know, all that stuff would save so much well, time when you do get out. The bait caster be. thing, that, that, I mean, not to go down a rabbit hole, but the bait caster thing is a whole other thing. So I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> so at high school level, you got to think, you know, four or five years ago when I first started doing the administration side of things, Guggen Squad is just getting to its, like, oh, yeah. peak. Oh, right? yeah. And so every every boy that's in fishing club is now, like, their, their goal is Guggen Squad. They're, they're John B's yeah. running around. Yeah, and so they're like, <laughs> Good YouTube videos I need, right there. <laughs> I need favorite rods, and I need I need Guggen Squad. I'm going to be skipping baits under docks and, and doing all this stuff. I'm like, hey, you might want to just stick with the Yeah, let's, let's try a crawler and a bobber for a while. <laughs> hey, you got to learn somehow. Yeah. True. But I yeah. just don't want it to be my problem. <laughs> what, I don't, what I don't want, though, is you go out, with that bait caster and you get so frustrated that you stop fishing. I don't yeah. want like the kid who loves it. They're not, that's not going to happen. So that's, right. that's never factored in. What I don't want is to have 12 kids casting a bait caster <laughs> and six of them blowing them up. And then I got to deal with untangling these, right. these things. And it's not that I mind untangling it. It's just it's the that time lost, the time lost yeah. that we could have done something else cool. Right. And I don't think it's like the best investment. And right. So yeah. if a kid wants to learn a bait caster, I'll tell him a few tips. Yeah. Cause you know, to, to hear it and me show it is means nothing. Right. It really does. Yeah. Go out, figure it out on yeah. your own, put some cheap mono on there. Cause I remember when I tried to learn a bait caster, I found it in like the corner of the garage when I was 12 and I bet I cut Six, seven, eight hundred yards of line <laughs> off that thing in the course of figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, like, but it was so cool when it worked. It was. <laughs> You're like, yes, yes, yeah. and he felt cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you was a... your spinning reels. <laughs> yeah. So the the fisherman swap meet at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. There was a seminar there, and I always talked my dad into going every year from when I was probably ten or eleven till I went to college. And there were, so there was a seminar and uh dude was talking about bass fishing, whatever, but he talked about using a bait cast. It was your favorite. It's what I, <laughs> it's what I did a lot of growing up. And, Which uh, most people do. Right. Yeah. But the epiphany moment for me was, cause I would try to squash that spool and he said, just hold your thumb on the side. And then I started doing that and it works so much better. So if you're struggling with a bait cast or take that one to the bank. <laughs> There you go. But I got a consideration for you that you probably, or a question for you that you probably haven't considered because okay. the possibility is of it happening is 0%. But I just want to throw it at you because I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. If money was absolutely no object, uh-huh. what would you do with your fishing club? If I had, if I had like... If somebody came in with a big ass donation and said, go, go, what are you doing? I've never even had this. I know. I, f- I figured um, budgets are tight. Man. He would buy a new boat and name it after the fishing club. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, um, one thing that our our first uh, group of kids really wanted to do is tournament fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
Well, and it makes sense because when you're in high school, sports are such a big deal for so many yeah. kids. Right. And, the competition. Thing. And now you see like with cyber sports and even fishing, there, there's so many more opportunities and more schools that have teams. What's cyber sports? Like, you know, like playing like Madden. Or, oh, you video know, games. Like, yeah, competitively. Okay. I've never um, heard them called that. Isn't esports? Is that what they call them? You te- you're telling me, right? <laughs> but no, but that's a. I mean, that's a thing now where districts compete against each other, and and scholarships are out there, and so there's really? there's opportunity. Wow. Oh yeah, and just and just the opportunity to go to a, to college and, and reduce that cost. And so, if if I had limitless amounts of money to to help grow uh, our our group, that would be it. I, I would say with our current makeup, I don't know how many kids would actually be interested in that. Uh, but just to have that opportunity, like, hey guys, and we, you'd start like a league of schools. Yeah, like John, last and, I knew, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Johnson right now, but I know a few years back, Johnson had a competitive team and had a boat. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, legitimately. Like, it, huh. like blows my mind. Well, there was I can't remember his name. Um, the only reason I know is because of social media. Sure. But yeah, he was taking kids to fishing tournaments, yeah. when, and he was running a fishing club yeah. in Johnson. So yeah. that was sweet. So that's I mean that would be that would be a real huge win um, to have that kind of resource to just give that opportunity because if, if that was if that was something that like when I was in high school was an opportunity, I'd be all over it. Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, but that was I mean that's a pipe dream. I mean it's still right now when when families well, come in. I'm not donating a bunch of money, so. <laughs> <laughs> But when families come in, but they, if you want a boat without a tiller, there you go. There you go. <laughs> the motor's on there, just the handle's a little bent. <laughs> but when families hear that we have a fishing club, that's a huge win. I mean, a lot of families are just like, you guys have a fishing club? I mean, that's crazy. So that alone is is that's cool. A sense of pride and, and something to continue to to focus in 100%. on. A hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. With with the boom of the last ten years of college fishing, I. I just can't wait for that to trickle yeah. down. Yeah, more right. And there, there, you, you go further south, you get deep into right. like the heart of bass country. Yeah, right? there, there are quite a few high school bass fishing yeah. tournament sure. teams. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And there are high school exclusive tournaments. We just gotta get them on real fish now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes a lot of sense why bass are so popular. You grow yeah. up, you catch a bluegill, then you catch a bass, and you're like, okay. And you catch them a million different ways can, and in a million different situations. Well, they fight, they get bigger, fight harder in your pond bluegills, but you can still catch them in the same place. Yeah. You, you, the, the points you so just you're, made. you're targeting the predator of that place. Right. The biggest fish yep. in that lot. And they're all over the country in all kinds of waters. And you can and, use so many different tactics and techniques to, you know... And it's really convenient for the fishing uh, world to market that because, you know, you can sell all these different lures. You just got to catch a fisherman. You don't have to catch fish. There's (laughs) something to that. That's why for my my son's birthday one year, we went to the swap meet, and then we went to, I think it was Shields. And we came out with a banjo mendo because he <laughs> oh, saw an infomercial of it. So he had to get like the banjo 75 mino. piece of the banjo mendo. And sure enough, if they didn't catch him big bass <laughs> in a farm pod. Yeah. Well, yeah, the old banjo mendo yeah. produced some He said, like, I told you, Dad. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you're catching I, nothing. I remember when the first uh, lure with a blinking red light came out. Oh, yeah. The one in the back of the In Fisherman magazine Pro- said, yes. this has been banned yeah. in nine yeah, different illegal. tournaments. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I bought, uh, you know, the they pack. Caught of, <laughs> they caught you. They caught you. 
<laughs> I felt I felt so cool having those. And you put them in the water testament. Sure enough, there's this little like, yeah. like oh, I'm just gonna slay with these. <laughs> and I don't think I don't know if I ever caught a fish. On those. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for the rustling in the background. I had to find the uh, oh, chapstick because <laughs> I. I've been blue cat fishing for the last four days straight, and I got home from a six-hour drive 15 minutes before these guys showed up. So I'm uh, running around a little bit. But but back to the the band. But your lips are now glistening. Oh, they feel so much better. Moisturized. Yes. I'm pretty sure they got sunburnt. I'm sure. But uh, back to the banjo minnow. It wasn't the banjo minnow. Oh, I got that kit too, but there was another one that – I don't know. Same deal, different name. Yeah. Looked a little bit different. That was the one. I used it. Used the banjo minnow, didn't catch that much, but then put this other one on and caught like a three-pound largemouth out of a farm pond right off the bat. This is the best thing Well, it got better (laughs) because it was me and my buddy, and I caught ten times more fish than he did on this lure. I'm like, this is it. That's when you sell your buddy that lure. Well, like, I didn't think that way. Forty-seven dollars, you could have this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I feel like with with the fishing industry, I mean, you, you could say that about a lot of different baits. You know, I, I even think about. But bass fishing is the biggest. True. Like, yes. I, like I got to go to ICAST one time, and I knew bass fishing is the biggest. But it's one thing to know and one thing to see. Sure. Like you read something in a textbook about this that or the other thing and then you witness in person yeah. completely different and it, it's like 60 to 70 percent of the entire fishing industry is bass fishing and then that 30 which i cast is huge yeah oh you could fit, ginormous you could yeah. fit 10 football fields in in that place yeah and I, it might be bigger than that. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been there. But you'd walk around for hours and see nothing but bass stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really yeah. would. And then everything else was lumped in the other 30%, 40%. Here's the other guys. <laughs> yeah, like, and you're behind the curtain like yeah. the Wizard of Oz. And yeah. you think about that, like, saltwater fishing. Yeah. Huge. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But just a fraction compared to bass fishing, and that's not species-specific. That's it. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, walleye fishing's kind of big musky fishing niche and then all then fly fishing fly fishing mm-hmm. is big right not compared to bass catfishing is nothing yeah catfishing yeah. when i was there with whisker seeker we were the whisker seeker hey you guys the, go sit by the stink bait over there right <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't no stink bait there no nobody nobody panhandling stink bait no, right? no, no sunny's triple s or whatever no, no. <laughs> It's just triple S now. Just triple S. Yeah, rebranded, okay. which I think was a good move. Yeah, I actually, me and Sam were talking about that on our way back. <laughs> that doesn't surprise well, me. Well, we drove we drove by <laughs> we drove by Farmington, yeah. and I talked about how we used to go play football at Farmington because the Harmony High School, and uh, that was also the home of Sunny Super Sticky. Now rebranded <laughs> as Triple S because the kids took over and I. That's my understanding. I could be wrong, but I think the kids took over, and I think the rebranding thing was a good idea, kind of revitalize it. Yeah. Get it on the front page a little bit. Yeah. And if I was a stink bait guy, I would totally be rocking some sunny, super sticky. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It, it is. Sorry, I feel like I cut you guys off. What were you saying? I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> That's what triple I'm... stink bait. <laughs> no, just how prevalent bass fishing is. Yeah. All right, here's a question from a listener. And I can't remember who it was. I just wrote down your question because 
He's inconsiderate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah never mind. It, but it's an interesting question that may or may not be fishing focused. Uh, mine is because I'm an addict. But uh, what's your favorite <laughs> book? I just want to know what your favorite book is. I, I so I can't I can't okay. I'm gonna go two two different pathways. Here. Good, good. Favorite book, and and don't don't take me down this pathway till mm. I finish till I finish the thought. So shut my mouth. Okay. okay. <laughs> give me give good me luck. give yeah. me a beer. <laughs> give me a beer. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Okay. Okay. That that would be like my favorite book or book series. Uh, but as I'm currently reading is like an in fisherman crappie. I don't remember what it's called. It's like In Fisherman Crappie Series 2 or something sweet like that. <laughs> and um, it is Crappie Fundamentals. Could be. Yeah. Could be. And it's, it's no, awesome. No, it, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, I'm taking my time and really kind of digesting it, not, not just, you know, trying to skim yeah. it. Um, it. It's really good. Um, and it's funny because I, I kind of thought about books being just kind of like not existent anymore in the world of fishing, you know? Um, and then my buddy actually got a walleye book for Christmas and, uh, I took a look at it and I was like, man, this thing's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to go look for some fishing books. And, uh, I found that crappie one. I'm like, man, this, and I got it. I'm like, this is good stuff, you know? And I don't care if it's 10, I don't even know how old it is. Um, uh, but it's good stuff. The tactics aren't yeah. going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? A there walleye may be, is still a walleye. Yes. Crappie is still yes. crap. Right. There may be innovative tactics coming out, but right. the old stuff still going to work. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, well, isn't that one of the things, too, to spin off what we're, you're saying? It's it's cool when you hear about a guy winning a tournament on some old school lure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they still yeah. eat them. Yeah. People yeah. just forget about it because yeah. the yeah. new shiny thing is in front of them. Or something that's super simplified. Like, I, I think about, like, when the Ned Ned rigs came out and they were, you know, kind of the new thing. It's like, this thing's basically just a Senko cut in half, you know, that sits vertical. You that's know? exactly what it is. <laughs> you know? And now, <laughs> now it's so effective. Now it's all the rage for walleye fishing. Yeah, that's, right. like, the thing. Right. I'm not a huge book reader. I'm a magazine reader. Like, I've had fur fishing game subscriptions since I was 10, mm-hmm. probably. And some other ones, the Trapper, Predator Collar and stuff. But there was a book that I read when I was bear hunting. I just graduated college, kind of my uh, graduation present to myself. I went out to uh, Idaho and went on a bear hunt. And I read a book about, I'm not even sure if it was non-fiction it might have been just a fictional tribute to snipers and while i was sitting in my tree stand i was reading this book and mm-hmm. i look up and i see this ginormous black bear <laughs> really <Yeah. laughs> and it was like on i had three pages left and he was up there <laughs> and i'm reading because <laughs> i couldn't put it down <laughs> look it up he's still coming my way to read <laughs> And it took so, you 40 minutes to get through those last yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, the, bear, the bear, the bear died. was gone over yeah. the horizon. <laughs> I finished the book. The, the, book the bear's on my wall. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go the two book route, the fishing and non-fishing. I'm, I'm a big Stephen King fan, and I've fallen away from fictional texts because it's tough to find time. And if I'm going to read, I want to get some utility. Well, I've said utility twice now in this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna say get, or I'm gonna get some utility out Maybe of it. Maybe that's Something. another education word. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the last time I said utility before this podcast, but here we are. But I like uh, uh, Stephen King, you know. And I'd say my favorite book is probably The Stand. 
and it's not even like a real scary one. It's, I don't know, there's a lot to it. It's like an 1,100-page book. Wow. It was good enough I read it twice. Wow. So that, and then I I like all of It, Tommyknockers, those classics. And uh, so horror, horror mm-hmm. suspense-type books. But mm-hmm. as far as fishing goes, and you can take this one to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a good small river cat fisherman, in fisherman not just any of them either <laughs> like there's a lot of good in fisherman books for a lot of different species and there's a lot of other good cat fishing books but if you want to be a good small stream cat fisherman channel catfish fever is where it's at like and read it i recommend you read it every word cover to cover and then you go back and skim for the stuff that's actually important but um or not actually important but actually um, is more relevant to your to current, your situation to your well your understanding because if yeah. you fish small streams it's all relevant to your situation but some things you know really well and some things you don't so you can skim through and focus more on the stuff that you weren't as aware of prior to it but there's like a lot of little things like don't hide the hook they're catfish their brains are tiny they're stupid <laughs> think about how hard it is to train a dog and it's gonna be harder to train a catfish so the odds of one knowing what a hook is and avoiding it Slim to none. Plus, they eat like bullheads and shit. You know, nah. they're, they're not going to worry about some a little pokey being in their <laughs> mouth. So that was one. Or seen one crush a bottle before. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're nasty critters. But um, reading a river, that's a big one. And then yeah. talking about drifting bobbers, like that in Fishman's where I picked up that idea, and I've been doing it since I was thirteen, fourteen. And people look at me dumb, like. Why would you use a bobber for a fish that eats on the bottom? That has nothing to do with that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's more the face. (laughs) But they touch on that stuff, and then they even talk about how that applies to flatheads a little bit, even though the book's called Channel Catfish Fever. It ends with a really nice story of uh, Doug Stange and Toad Smith picking apart a river for channel cats during the day, Finding prime flathead location for nighttime, setting up on a sandbar and catching a bunch of big flatheads. Wasn't there like a classic flathead video with Doug? It was in the video, it Channel was, Catfish Fever. Was it? So there's a video. They were like on, camping on a sandbar. Eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. Yep, yep. Yes, I've seen that. And they're in this dinky little river by this giant brush pile in deep water catching a bunch of really nice flatheads. It always adds up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put yourself in that situation so, today. So the moral of that story is don't overlook text, you know, and books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't turn to. The information's there in a lot of different right. venues, like, but there's some gems out there. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to be. Well, it's kind of like online. visual. So podcasts, like what we're doing right now, are the audio version of a text to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like we're having, yeah. it depends on the podcast. We're, ours is much more conversational, but. Um, it's yep, long. very little information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the skim, skim, <laughs> but it's like long form, you yeah. know, where you can, where you actually can dive deeper into stuff mm-hmm. in the text, whether it's digital, whether it's physical, you can go deep into content and really pull something out of it to that advanced status where you know. You, you have your foundation and then you go even deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things are surface level. And then people, agree. people yeah. say like, Oh, and people are happy with it. Yeah. They get the basics. And well, move I on. mean like who doesn't like a 
a dick and fart joke where you can just like laugh <laughs> at it, you know, like you don't want to dive too deep. You just want to be entertained and whatever <laughs> in the dick or the fart. <laughs> <laughs> Both should be not dived into too deeply. Right. So you just keep it surface level and, and laugh um, at it. And that's where we're at. But, but the books let you get deeper into stuff that you actually care yes. about. Mm-hmm. I think the trick is finding stuff you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's ever evolving. Can be. All right, what's the next thing? Uh, I, Alex sent us a message. Our uh, young kid from Missouri that we sent some stuff to. From Missouri. He uh, sent a message, said he got a 40-inch blue the other day. Just wanted to check in and talk to us. He hadn't talked to us for a while. So it was good to hear from him. And he's using rocks as sinkers. Yes. I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. What a badass. He said the uh, cost of lead was a little high right now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So he uh, lassoed up a rock and got himself a nice blue. So that's awesome. Congrats, Alex. Good and he was asking about cheaper ways to go about sinkers, and he found the cheapest way. There, <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. Ain't, there ain't nothing cheap about sinkers, especially no. big ones, you know? I mean, other than pouring yourself, you'd save but a it, lot of money. But in the long run, yeah. in the short term, you got a big investment to go into, you know? That's true. You yeah. got to buy the melting pot, and if you don't have source of lead, you got to buy the lead. Yeah. And some people want to take advantage of you on that lead. Like, they'll charge you more than it costs to just buy the freaking sinkers. Right. Yeah. And you got to think about where yeah. you're doing that ventilation and all the other stuff that goes into Yeah. I had that. a bad experience one yeah. time. Yeah. No, if I was given any advice, I'd look for there's there's wholesale sinker places. So, quantity. Yeah. That's your yes. friend. Like, yes. bite the bullet, spend a couple hundred bucks. And, you know exactly what you want. Yep. And you just get them shipped to your door and then you got them. Yep. You got them for a while, and when they run low, you repeat the process. There ain't, ain't gonna be cheap. What are you giggling about? <laughs> I just uh, read another message from Tyler, and Tyler says, "Are there more legs or more eyes on the planet?" That's one conversation. <laughs> are there more legs? Or more eyes I, on the planet? I'm just trying to think about where he might be going with this. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll let you start judging on, on some of our conversations that might be surface value <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you start on that one all right tyler i'm thinking there's probably more accidents to the eyes than to the actual leg as far as like amputations how versus many, missing many, eyes so i'm people, gonna go with legs how many people you know with only one leg or no legs probably a handful how, Maybe mu- how much is that? Like, I can hold a lot. That's, of, that's five. A lot of stuff. A lot of people? You'd hold a lot of people in your hand. A lot of things. I can hold a when handful I, of a lot I of things. When I think a handful, it's five. That's a handful. What if it's of a handful of, counting. Of, uh, of cranberries? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hold more than five. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so I would say I know off the top of my head eight. People that are missing a leg. Really? At least one. I don't know if I know a single yeah. person. Well, I'm worldly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> now, missing Dang. eyes, I think I only know like two or three. I can only think of two. But you would think it'd be a lot easier to lose an eye wor- worldwide than a leg. Yeah. Well, smaller target if you're like getting hit in the eye yeah, with a BB or I'm something. I'm talking like work-related 
injuries and stuff like I that. I know more people are missing arms, but I know more farmers. I could, yes, and I could see that versus legs. Or part of an arm or hand or something like that. Definitely fingers. Fingers are, PTOs love fingers. Yes, they do. <laughs> Care to weigh in, Derek? <laughs> so, I, I interpreted that question way differently than you guys. Good. The way, the way, I, heard it, the way I heard it is, is there more legs or eyes in terms of like, animals and just stuff in the world i, oh, I never thought of animals whoa like <laughs> you got like, spiders got eight well, eyes. Right. yeah that's, that's exactly where i but was going millipedes got a million legs right yeah right and most most not, not four-legged animals have two eyes so so legs would right double so, up the eyes oh, and everything shit. here we that's, go that's where i went with that question i'm glad you did yeah. <laughs> so i was just thinking the things people. were awkward so at first i thought at first i thought eyes because the spider but yeah. then, like, I never thought of the millipede or, like, a centipede. Like, well, oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Most four-legged animals have two eyes. Yeah. Are they leg- Are they all legs? Or are they arms on the front? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, they call them four-legged animals. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I guess I reinvent mis- the wheel mystery, here. But mystery <laughs> solved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one up, up for debate. <laughs> You got another email, or are we going to go that's, down? I'm just kind of sifting through, seeing what I could find. Derek, you've been doing more catfishing lately? So, this summer, not enough. I'm um, hoping to get out Saturday on a local lake, and my hopes are kind of high just because this lake's always been pretty good to me. Um, the last two years... This is a segue, so keep going. Okay. The yeah. last two years, the Channel Cats have been... Unbelievable. Um, fantastic. Really consistent. Um, you sound like you're getting interviewed after you won a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, our averages have been fantastic for, for sizes and stuff. The number five tide car <laughs> ran yeah. great. The front end was a little uh, loose, uh, loose uh, but my crew down in the pit got her taken care of right Name the sponsors. Okay? <laughs> the Whisker Seeker Triple Threads. Uh, they held up strong with the Snell Knots. You know. I wake up Shout out to Catfish <laughs> Um, Have you been doing any night fishing? No. No. So that's the one thing that I haven't done as much this summer. And I I think a lot of this has to do with, A, the job, and then, B, having an eight- and a six-year-old. Ooh, that'll um, slow a guy down. Yeah. I, I really want to, you know, I, I really watch a lot of Corey the last year and a half when he kind of got into uh, flathead fishing more and just – kind of envy the the dedication he's put into going out at night and setting up shop and you could you could do what he does i know i know it's just pulling that trigger no it's you know? never sleeping that dude <laughs> yeah. it, it, that dude never sleeps and that dude can function really well yeah. on no sleep me and him went out last week mm-hmm. and he had not slept the night before <laughs> And he only slept like three or four hours the night we were out on the water. Is that with his little lean-to tarp thing? Yeah. That going yeah. On? <laughs> and fully charged in three hours. He was. He was. He's like a lithium battery, man. <laughs> He's a lithium version. <laughs> no, that tarp came in clutch because it was a 0% chance of rain. I'm like, I don't need the tent. We're going to be out all night, and I'm bringing a ton of shit. I'm going to save some room. Leave the tent. And then 11 o'clock, we're sitting there, and he goes... Man, I don't know if that storm's gonna miss us. And I'm like, what storm? <laughs> so I pull up my the radar on my phone. I'm like, yeah, it might hit us. Turns out I'm gonna get wet. And I'm like, well, I got a rain jacket, I guess. Yeah. 
so much just for lay face so much down for on the sleeping <laughs> because it was supposed to hit us at two in the morning. And he yeah. says, "Well, I got this tarp, so we build this in." And why wouldn't he? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so we we stake the tarp in the ground with sticks, prop it up in the middle with taller sticks, run bungee cords to our bait tanks to hold it down. His idea, pretty smart. And then we stake the Probably other. Probably not the first time. <laughs> right. That's why he brought well, all those things. He's got the tall <laughs> cot, so he puts it in the middle. I got the short cot. Mine's off to the side. Right where it drips right on your forehead. Well, <laughs> it, it never actually ended up raining, but it, it's better or worse, depending on how you look at it. Front moves through. It gets super windy, like 30, 40 oh, mile Jesus. an hour gusts. That thing is flapping. <laughs> it's Louder than shit. And hit me in the face because <laughs> it's right over my head. And then I get a bite and I tear out of this thing, rip the sticks on my side out of the ground. <laughs> so now it's flapping and hitting him in the face. Land the fish, go back, do my best to stake it back into the How ground. How big was the fish? It was like a teener. Oh, yeah. worth worth hitting him in the face right. for then. Yeah. Yeah. Carry so, on. Um, <laughs> I try to stake it into the ground, and I don't do the greatest job when I'm half asleep at 2.30 in the morning. Not that I do a good job prior. <laughs> stake it into his leg. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laying there, getting hit in the face by this tarp, even worse, looking at the radar every 10 minutes, waiting to see if it's going to miss us or not. It goes by. I can't get out from under there quick enough, and I fall asleep at about three three thirty in the morning. And we don't get another bite. I sleep till like eight thirty. Wake <laughs> wake up sweating in my sleeping bag. Nice. Corey's been up for three hours. Oh, at least he had all his stuff picked up, packed. He was ready to go. And had his week planned. <laughs> <laughs> so the the whole point of this conversation, the segue, was to uh, ask if you've ever seen anything weird when you've been night fishing. We talked about spooky stuff, but just like weird things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I don't know how much I've actually seen more versus heard. You know, I, I think your your, your imagination, well, your sense of hearing, when it's dark. Oh, yeah. your sense of hearing is is so much more increased. You know, in the dark because your your vision's you know lost, and so you're mm-hmm. just so much more focused Only on everything. You, you, for hear. you, I'm a, oh, I, oh. I was born in the Was darkness super, yeah he's, he's like an owl yeah. gotcha so you immediately adopted the darkness. <laughs> so so for me walking you know through the woods or even like on a trail anything like that you just you hear everything you're looking around what was that what's that <laughs> what is, and then you know like uh you get like uh beavers are splashing in the water what, what's going on over there um first time i ever heard one of them dude i i get it i'm yeah. like what the hell is that um they're throwing bombs at even <laughs> this maybe this is just me in my own head but even like fishing um i'm just gonna say that i mean cut that out if you want we're cutting that out yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if you fish that area down on that that stretch and you're walking down there at you know midnight or later, you're looking around every wow. every, every time every time and, and probably you know probably a good reason to yes. but, oh 100 yes but you're just like looking around every step you take uh, I don't you I don't like up. fishing that place at night from the bank yeah yeah I've I've walked in at like I don't mind walking in at like 4:30 in the morning sure. Because anybody who's causing trouble is probably sleeping. Sleeping by, by then, <laughs> yeah. They'll wake up at one and yeah. resume. One of the one of the craziest things I've seen. It wasn't at dark, but I was kayaking down a river, and um, 
I'm just going along, going along. And I, I notice this, this kind of like hole in the side of the bank and I, I hear something and maybe 10 seconds later, there comes this, this giant beaver just coming through this tunnel and he's jumping out full force. He's probably about 15 feet in front of my kayak and he's, he's midair just coming out and diving into that river and slapping his tail as soon as he gets in there. That was, that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it was just kind of like, you're just kind of paddling. It's quiet. You know, there's nothing going on. All of a sudden, adrenaline dump. Yeah, right. I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. That, the last trip, Corey was fishing in front of me. And I was like, we were hopscotching each other on this rock bank. And he sends me this text. He's 40 feet in front of me. And it's a picture of a beaver in the rocks <laughs> right by him. Like, yeah. he was it's like close. You yeah. sent me that picture. It's pretty and he cool. said he was like 50, 60 pounder. And it just shot out of the rocks yeah. right next to his kayak. Because he wasn't going to move because he wanted to fish that spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so props to him for not giving a shit. <laughs> You look like you got something to say. Oh, I'm just looking at different uh, emails I've gotten and been sent. You know, we used to have a uh, find the weirdest stuff you've seen floating down the river. Is it the zebra? We talked about the zebra. It's not a zebra. This is a uh, PlayStation game that he found. <laughs> he, he saw something shiny, so he went like over. The di- they're the discs, Yeah, right? they're the discs. Yeah. And he took it home and played it. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So Ben scored a game. What, <laughs> what game was it? Did he say? Um, I'd have to dive back into there. Um, I'll I'll talk about my weird night fishing experience. Not to be macabre, but I I have found an urn with ashes still inside. Uh, I did too. Fishing. Yeah. That's, I, I that's did, a little last fall. I did un- unnerving. I, I called I called his brother because yeah. it was down yeah. by where his brother's uh, sheriff. I'm like, what yeah. do I do? Yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, that was a little. That was a little. I awesome. still yeah. fish there. Yeah, fish right next to this urn. Yeah, yeah. catching channel. Cats. He was rooting for you. <laughs> yeah. But last summer I was. Yeah, it was last summer I was fishing. Ran a guide trip uh, until midnight. You know, by the time you get the boat off the water, it's 1231. You get back to the, because I run till midnight, get back to the ramp, loaded. Usually it's a little before one. And uh, I'm driving home on the interstate. There is a car totally engulfed in flames. No other cars around, no cops, no nothing. Mm. Just this car engulfed in flames. So I just merged into the opposite lane and went around it <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here <laughs> it's just a tuesday this is nothing out of the ordinary it, oh, it was a weekday <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stop to like even see if there's anybody around it might have blew up you know <laughs> yeah. i was gonna call the cops but I was about half a mile down the road. And there was a cop flying by, okay. going the other direction. They were informed. <laughs> they were informed. So. Gotcha. But uh, that was that was pretty odd. Yeah, that's a little creepy in a way too. I mean, y- y- I don't know if you want to see a car in and I've flames. Re- I've read in the enough the su- suspense books that <laughs> right. I wasn't going to pull over. <laughs> right. I know how this ends, yeah. guys. <laughs> It's just like, choose your adventure book. Do I stay stay on the interstate or do I pull over I, to the flaming car? Every Stephen King book I've read suggests I just keep going. <laughs> Maybe I didn't even see it. It might have been a figment of my imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Hallucinating at this point. Did you figure out what game it is? 
<laughs> uh, no, he didn't. He didn't mention what game. He just said a PlayStation Two game. But I do have the next email okay. is a uh, would you rather questions from Dan. Oh jeez. Dan said, or no, it's a. So are you river certified? Dan, Dan's got yeah. the, you might be river certified. You might be river certified. <laughs> He's got some good ones. If your water shoes never get a chance to dry out. You it, might be river certified. You might be river certified. Come on, you got to follow the billing ball here. <laughs> I, I figured uh, everybody could fill their own punchlines in. <laughs> I'll do it for you. If you use your river certified hoodie for a thermocell holder. <laughs> You catch on fire. I was going to say, that could be defeat the purpose. <laughs> your sweatshirt melts. You would now have a hole in your pouch. Dan, you do have some better ones. Yeah. Keep, them com- <laughs> keep them coming, Dan. Yeah. And, and everybody else. else. Yeah, that's good. I, I, it, it brings a smile to my face during the day when I get an email like that and I get to look through it. Here's yeah, one. we get some pretty good ones. Here's one. Would you rather get to fish every day but only get to fish for bait or only get to fish... One week a year. I feel like you get. Is there something more coming? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. So your schedule allows you to fish every day, but you only catch bait. Can I catch bait and give it to you, and then you send me pictures? Sure. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) You know what I mean. I at least, if I'm gonna catch bait, I at least want to see it get hammered. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for you. That one week. (laughs) That one week a year, though. Am I guaranteed? Like no. You're fishing. You're just fishing one week. You're not guaranteed to catch bait every day either. I mean, there is people. I mean, sadly enough, there's people that fish like twice a year. That's crazy. (laughs) Give me, give me the week because I want that chance. It's gonna be any week. Yeah, I just want that one week. Just give me that one. week. So let's say you're a flathead only guy. You got a week in June, or you catch bait Mm -hmm. every day. I'd have to go after the big one. Yeah, I'd have to. I get bored of catching bait every day. As much as I say I'm the bigger bust, at the core, (laughs) I'm a fish. You have big busts? Is that that what we just said? See, one word makes a big difference. (laughs) Big or bust. Like, go big, go for the big one, or go home. I just love fishing. So if I can fish for bluegills every day, I'm going to fish for bluegills every day. But are they like, does it matter if they're seven inch bluegills or they're bait? They're bait. (laughs) But but what is there any kind of parameters around that? I mean, it's, it's less than, are they like five pounds? (laughs) So you can catch catch 10 to 11 inch bluegills every day. Can we go catch shark bait? Cause I'd be on board with that. (laughs) Now we're finding the loopholes. No, this, this 50 pound flathead is bait. But it's for like a whale of some sort. <laughs> some an killer orca, whale. Orca. Yeah, an orca. You know, I would argue that catching the shark bait is more fun than catching sharks lots of times. Because you've you've got that box checked off. Well, have you, you know dude, sharks shark. are thirteen foot long and a thousand pounds. Some sharks are <laughs> the amount I'm of, just saying the one I would want to catch are yeah. thirteen foot and a the, thousand. The pounds. amount of time that it takes to catch one like that, that's your sixty pound. It could flyhead. be endless. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. a thirteen foot tiger in my mind is a sixty pound flathead. Yeah. And then more Which are both awesome. Right. <laughs> but but I anymore, I would rather catch a couple thirty pound or twenty to thirty pound Jack Cravels. Than 
a 12 foot shark. Really? Yeah. Well, I've never tussled with either, but I'm guessing the Jack Cravels fight their ass off. You know, you ever heard somebody say, if bluegills got 30 pounds, I wouldn't fish for anything else? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. just, that's your 30 pound bluegill that is 10 times faster. Like, yeah. you have never seen line melt off a reel until <laughs> you've hooked a Jack Cravel. And, and there's fish that fight harder, like tarpon or yeah. sailfish or uh, wahoo or marlin. But those are pretty prestigious game fish that I just yes. named off. Yes. And then you have the lowly Jack Creval <laughs> that just crushes a popper and sends your And there's plentiful screaming. 20 to 30 pounders. In places. Yeah. Yeah, in certain places, like, like South Texas. Giant Jack Cravel. Really? And like certain time of year or pretty year round? I'm sure there's seasons where they're better that I don't know. Like they get closer to the piers and. Yeah, I think a lot of it's water conditions, but I'm far from an expert on it. You know, no. I've caught a few. Or else you wouldn't have moved back to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's something about a catfish. Yeah. It's funny because, like, the general population says the ocean, the ocean, love the ocean. I love a river. And you can catch cats <laughs> on a agree. lake, and I enjoy lakes, but something about moving water, something about a sandbar, yeah. something about seeing a brush pile tucked against a cut bank. It's just and, home. Yeah. It's, it just feels it's right. It's just home. So I'm 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 a catfish guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll do a lot of stuff, but I'm well, I'm I'm a river guy. You know, I love my flatheads, I love channel cats. I love everything in a river. Yeah. I love fishing for walleyes in a river. I love seeing the changes in the river. Yeah, it's, it's a different one yeah. every yeah. year. And it's, it's cool. Crazy. It's, it's like sad. Sometimes it's frustrating as hell, but it's pretty cool. Right. And then you have those brush piles that have been around for years, and then... They're just gone. It's like a big deal when they're gone. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, this has <laughs> been here for 20 years, yeah. and it's gone. So, I don't know. I'm a river guy. Yeah. I get quite a bit of pressure to go on vacations and sandy beaches and i'm like why <laughs> i don't see the draw every once in a while I, I if i'm gonna spend it. seven days it's gonna be on a river yeah. <laughs> well if you spend your winter in the florida panhandle you can you can do both <laughs> well which kids gotta get a little older first, which which and then I will. if anybody listening wants to book a trip down yeah. in florida Chattahoochee. Beat the old Iowa winner. Go down and see Spencer for a while. Come down, see me. I'll put you on some blue cats, some stripers, some hybrids. You'll enjoy a little bit nicer weather and a lot of uh, bullshitting. <laughs> 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 and some fish. That's It's a fun river. You know, like. You stroked them last year. It, it was, was unbelievable. Well, it makes a guy feel like a real fisherman. Yeah, you like, go to a brand new place, brand new body of water. I heard there was catfish here. <laughs> I drove I guess how I'll many go, hours? I guess I'll drive 20 hours yeah. to go catch him. But then I caught him, and I'm like, I, I'm a fisherman. Once well, once you validated. figured out bait, oh, that dude. was the biggest hurdle that you ran into. I, I might have to have rotator cuff surgery because I threw a, bait, a cast net for three days straight. <laughs> What'd you do for eight hours today? Well, I threw an eight-foot cast net for, th- or for eight hours today. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What'd you catch? Two shiners and forty-two <laughs> blue cats in one throw. <laughs> so you didn't actually throw your net for eight hours. You threw it for six and spent two taking the blue cats out of the net. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> Speaking of, I spent like an hour and a half the other day out in my backyard throwing the net. Good, because I was not proficient enough last time I tried to throw yours. So I've upped my game a little. 
I did some research. I found a strategy that works for me. Good. And I'm I'm not great, but I can catch bait now. That's I got a ten footer for you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, somebody emailed me and said, "Did you know that the the Iowa regulation for cast nets ten foot?" And I thought it was five. They the technical way to measure them is radius. Okay. So he was confusing radius and diameter. <laughs> and it says it in the regs. Like, you can use a cast net as five-foot radius or ten-foot diameter in the Iowa regs just to clarify that. Yes, and it, it doesn't say, the part I read didn't say the five-foot. It just said the ten-foot diameter. It says it. I promise but when you, you But when you buy a five-foot net, that is a ten-foot diameter net. Correct, correct. So if you go and purchase a ten-foot net, that's a twenty diameter. Yep. So I got a great big bastard if you want to throw it because <laughs> ten foot's a big net. I couldn't imagine. And it's a deep drop, so it's heavy as hell. It's taped and heavier than hell. And I don't. I think it weighs like twenty-two pounds, maybe. Mm. Which is fine, like the first three times. <laughs> no, it's not even fine then. <laughs> you lift it out of the bucket and. Well, at least me and my scrawny arms are not going <laughs> to... I don't think it's fine. It's kind of like it's kind of like musky fishing. Oh, yeah, the first five casts or yeah. whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. And then yeah. like six hours later, yeah. barely <laughs> can throw. But I thought I saw one <laughs> yeah. follow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My hope is this 10-foot tape net makes it so I don't have to throw it as many times. Yes. More efficient. Yeah. Less time. A lot the of the shad I was catching were 20 feet of water. Wow. Yeah. So I had one day, even after I found them, because when I found them, I was like about to do a cartwheel in the boat, but I, <laughs> I didn't realize the work continued after that. I had one That day. was just step one of 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would spend two to three hours catching shad for like two days of fishing. Get up there yeah. early as shit. Well, if you quit catching so many fish, you wouldn't need so much bait. That's what one, the <laughs> wonderful thing about that place, dude. Like, you can fly through bait so fast. I, yeah. I had a dry spell when the water shot up, which it just need more time in the water to get it dialed in because they go somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but uh, I couldn't find them in a couple days. But when the water level was below 37,000 CFS, I felt real good about it. Hell yeah. 37,000 CFS and lower. I, I, which is pretty impressive amount of water coming well, it's, through. It's not a small river. Yeah. It's not huge. Yeah, that's true. It's not huge. It's not the Missouri. It's not yeah. the Mississippi. I mean, I was thinking back on your videos, and it wasn't an overly wide river. No, it's it's wider than, it's, than our... It's, yes, it's bigger than the, our normal biggest river that we fish. If you took our biggest and our second biggest river in central Iowa kind of and put squished them together. them together, that'd be about how big it that, is. That seems about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's it's cool. And there's a lot of different stuff. You have yeah. your, logs you got, and rocks. Well, you got your blues. You got stripers. You got wipers. Um, there's some decent channels. Apparently, there's a pile of flatheads, which the water temps weren't conducive. You're kind of the wrong season. But I think if I use more live bait, I'd probably pick up a few more. Now, I'm not going to say I'm going to pound them, but I'm thinking I'm going to pick up a few. I caught one. Why the hell wouldn't you? Because I didn't have a shad tank. <laughs> That's true. Now I do. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. Let's uh, talk about shad tank. What are you thinking? I mean, you just I've got only, it. I've you... only used it once. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to dial in on it, but... Um, I'm going to take tap water next time instead of using water from the river. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to bring some water softener salt. 
and, and add that. So treat what, it. What, that's what does the tap water versus the river water in your mind? Like what is, what is the impurities? Uh, s- sedimentation. Okay. Cause so shatter finicky. They, they are. And they become more finicky when they're in enclosed spaces. I'm not a shad expert. It's just something I'm going to try. Did it do it a good sense. job in cleaning out the vomit and shit and everything else? Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. It, I'm just not sure. Like I'm used to the two bucket method where they sit in a bucket for five minutes and then you swap them. And over I started and out like that. Did you kind of clean out to try let to them build it. or get their system clean? Right. And then threw them in the tank and they did okay. Um, yeah. I but you're not going to keep them for days. That you're supposed to if you really? get everything dialed in right. Yeah. But um, I definitely don't have everything dialed in right. Like I said, I'm not an expert. You're gonna have to get like a it's pH meter and. <laughs> no, it'd be a salinity meter. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things is salinity levels, and I don't remember the science behind it, so I just know <laughs> I need to. It's another thing to dive into. I need to get my tiller handle in the mail, <laughs> and then we can go find out. I think Heck on Amazon yeah. I saw they have an in fisherman shad bait tank text now that you can check out. Did you see that? No. <laughs> what is <laughs> and if it? And a new book about shad bait tanks that you could check out. There actually is. No, a new... no, I'm messing with you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you dream <laughs> killer? <laughs> Try to get hopes up. <laughs> dream killer. Real talk. He's already on there. Like, <laughs> no, I was about to. I was about to pull my phone up. No, I w- I would read that Channel Catfish Fever book. <laughs> Every March or mm-hmm. February, March time frame, right before things start to kick off a little bit. And best thing I ever did. I did that for just get 10 the years senses straight. up and going. Well, you, you forget things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a refresher. Yeah. And I haven't done that. I haven't looked through it for a while. I need to. Because there's so much stuff there. I mean, there is situational stuff that yeah. you may only hit twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there's just little wrinkles. Yeah. Like I think the difference between a good fisherman and a great fisherman is never one thing. Mm hmm. It's they do this a little bit better, a little bit better, yeah. a little bit better, and you add all those little bit better things up, and then you you go from good to great. Mm-hmm. And the things that you were talking about, the biggest thing I need to work on personally is reading the river, <laughs> just for navigation. For navigation, <laughs> to to learn how to get my boat places where it should be well, able to go. You're you're you can you can read a riffle, like yeah. there's rocks there. Yeah. You're good at reading water the, where like, the V is, and well, you it, know. And I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about fishing perspective. Mm. Like you're good at reading a riffle. You're good at reading a hole. um, But what's between. Drop offs seems. Well, but what's between the hole and the riffle. That's your struggle. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I would describe the best way of going about it as everything. And most things in a river flow gradually unless there's an obstruction. That causes change, which right causes habitat. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, where you want to be. But if if you have, let's say the river makes an S, right? Yeah. So the river hits the outside of that bend, that S, and it gradually. And comes you just around. gotta imagine underneath the water. It it gradually angles come. to the other S, and there's gonna be a cut right there, and that's where you want your boat at when yeah. the water's low. Um, and let and then the advanced topic would be okay, there's a log here or there's a rock bar and that changes how that S weaves around. Yeah. But generally speaking, it gradually angles to the other bank and yeah. you want your boat to gradually angle to that other bank and uh, you do that and you don't bottom out or suck up any sand. Well, 
my scenario did not play out. Well, you had a Monday. boat. You had a boat ramp, so the current hits that yes. boat ramp, diverts off of it, scours out a hole. So you have a hole right yes. by the ramp, but immediately, immediately above it, you still have a little bit of a depression because the current hit the ramp and deflects in all directions and it scours out that hole. But above where it scoured out that hole on the front side, it's immediately shallow. Yes. Yeah. We're talking ten feet. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking like about- I was like, uh, okay, I can get up on plane, we'll be fine. <laughs> if you could have got up on plane in two seconds, yes, you would have been fine. I could not. Well, your boat, your boat, unfortunately, cannot. But every boat has its limitations. Yes, and its quirks, and you got to like my boat has its issues. Well, like if I mainly no tiller handle, but <laughs> if I would have hit number one, if I would have hit the sandbar you're talking about, I probably would have been stuck. That's true, and it would, yeah. It would have been a pain in the ass yeah. to get unstuck. At least yours, you just like hop out and go, or maybe even float it off of it. I don't know. Yeah, I I end up getting out and popping it. And yeah, we're good. So at least that wasn't a yeah. major issue. It wasn't. But if if my boat would have hit it, I would have been stuck. But I probably wouldn't have sucked up a bunch of sand. Yeah, yeah. you stop progress before your motor drug through it. Right. Where I did not. Unless I was going. <laughs> unless I was going thirty. Well. Yeah, I... Which I, we've done that. <laughs> it makes for long nights. <laughs> Consecutively. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting better. Now I just got to get to your level. Oh, I'm sorry that's where your mind's at right now. Yeah. All right, I think this is a good time to talk about the last things you want to talk about for yeah. the podcast. Line up a last cast. Where you want to pimp out whatever you want to pimp out talk about what like you talk about your your guide service thing you can Mm -hmm. talk about your facebook page Mm -hmm. you need to talk about your guide service thing whatever yeah so um if folks if you want to complain about something there it is there it is i mean your head is already halfway out i couldn't take it back my last last cast is i'm gonna get in your head even more so keep going um if anybody is interested, uh, please check out 515 Fishing um, on Facebook. It's, it's, it's fun. There's yeah, posts every day. There is. There's the, so many people. There is. And contribute. We have many thousands of people who are part of this group. Yeah. And 515 represents the Des Moines metro area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's crazy because there's folks. God dang it. <laughs> There's people that buy, so we so we There's do like uh, apparel and stuff like that, and I've I've sold uh, apparel to pretty much every midwestern state, so that's that's really cool, you know. Even yeah. though we're a, a five one five fishing, you know, centrally located, uh, kind of the branches that you start to see. Well, your group's uh, pretty diverse, right? Like as far as species, right? And right? Yeah, and, and yeah. it's ever evolving. Like you know, when we get into November, it'll be pretty strictly an ice fishing page you know everybody that's ice fishing will be all over that so if uh, people want to check that out that would be awesome if uh, you're interested in fishing in the central iowa area and uh, you just want to learn more uh, about different things in terms of guiding i do a little bit of everything um time out yeah what sets your education apart from reading in, in fisherman book 
Well, M. Fisherman is probably more sophisticated than <laughs> what I can get based on what I've... Practical application. Yeah. That would yeah. be a good thing to say. Um, my, I guess my my education is it's tied to our local waters and in what they are going to be fishing on a day-to-day basis, whereas the M. Inform- Fisherman material is more broad and covers quite a variety um, of So of is areas. a walleye in Iowa different than a walleye in North Dakota? Yes. I believe so. I don't. Oh, so explain <laughs> why you think they're different. Fishing for walleye in North Dakota is a lot different than fishing for walleye in if Iowa. If we were to dig up uh, <laughs> one of our local reservoirs in Iowa and carry it over to North Dakota, uh-huh. if the all conditions are equal, you think a walleye is in North Dakota... Is the fish population going to be equal in both? But at that... Uh, yeah. In your scenario... <laughs> Everything is the same. Okay. In then your, yes. you move it to North Dakota... But they're not the same. But Our fish no. populations are a third of what their fish populations are. So the the fish is the same. The scenario is different. Yes. So, so the fish, fish acts differently. And yes. and the the water base is different in terms of sediments, and sediments, clarity, and, yeah. uh, forage base. But the fish is the same. That's Correct. my point. Correct. They're like third cousins on their mom's but, side. But that's like <laughs> saying that's like saying going to live in Los Angeles is the same as living in Des Moines. No, the, the people people are people, right? But they live totally different lifestyles and, and different cultures. Thank right? God, I couldn't handle that's that. That's a good analogy, you know. Yeah, so, take that, Spencer. <laughs> so, Suck it. So yes, it's I still, love how I'm the bad guy right now. Love it's, it. It's still a walleye, and it's still going to respond to the same, you know, probably baits and stuff that walleye here do. But how they act on a day to day basis, and how you know, uh, shy they are, how pressured they are. All those things are all different. See, I don't understand why you don't give me a pat on the back because I just gave you a layup shot and you nailed it. All right. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Like you just sold the hell out of your guide business right there. There you go. Um, See, I'm not so bad. So how do they they reach you for your guide service? Yeah, so the easiest way to reach me is uh, probably on Facebook or you can email me at 515fishingguides at gmail.com. There's two Gs in that, so one at the end of fishing and one at the start of guide. How many um, times have you said that statement right there? Uh, it takes a few times, yeah. <laughs> no, it just sounds like you've said it a million <laughs> practice, times. Practice. Two Gs. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do one thing. I, it doesn't make um, me unique in any way, but one thing that is a little bit different is I fish for everything. Uh, you know, so springtime, it's a lot of walleye and crappie. Uh, summertime, it's catfish. Uh, fall, we kind of go back to that walleye crappie. Right now, smallmouth is is awesome. Um, you know, not that we're going to go catch five pounders, but if you want a steady, consistent top water bite, that's a blast. Fantastic, right now. That's a good way um, to spend a day. Oh man, yeah. oh, it's it's great, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that fish is ten ounces, man. It, it's a it's a blast. Um, and then going out on the ice, we do a lot. I do a lot of that. Um, and we talked a little bit earlier about bank fishing, right? Are you, are you ever going to get a vessel to, to run these trips with? So I have a, f- a friend and I share a boat, um, and we've done a couple trips. You got that administrator pay, man. I like, know. You're so, rolling in so, the boat. So the, the thing is right now is I'm waiting for that dream boat. So um, – <laughs> <laughs> you got you got the money set aside? No, no, not. Well, for, say, not, for, if the, you have not the, for the boat that I want. If you no. have do the, you mind if the tiller handles bent? <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Well, for, this is this is practical advice. Like, know. if you want to buy a boat, 
one of the best ways to do it is save some money, mm-hmm. put it to the side, keep adding a little more and a little bit more, but keep your eyes peeled for the right deal. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy the boat. Because when you, you have the money at the time. Well, don't buy it. I feel like I'm at Northwestern Mutual with my, my financial <laughs> advisor right now. Well, I'm just thinking this. <laughs> don't be a dumbass. <laughs> just Why'd on, you go on that vacation last week? <laughs> that was a bad idea. Just sit on the money and don't buy a boat because you feel like you have to buy a boat now, but wait for that good deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I bought a boat because I needed a boat. Well, <laughs> so And I got a boat. <laughs> and it couldn't get over the sandbar. It could not. It could not. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've done, um, you know, bank fishing trips. I uh, have done a couple on the boat. Just haven't done a lot of that. Uh, just extra layers that go with that. Um, I Believe it or not, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I've had some folks that say, come on my boat. Like, I, I'll take my boat out. You just come out here and show me how to use my electronics more efficiently and uh, kind of basically captain my vessel call your insurance agent yeah 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 so so i have done i have done those for better or for worse um, i i know a ramp you do not want to go on. Okay. <laughs> so um yeah it's been an interesting journey so but if anybody's um, interested in doing some local iowa fishing um reach out to me and uh, we'll chat now you're talking i want you to touch on your mentor program mm-hmm. now that you're moving down to the middle school area elementary or elementary the little yep. rascals yeah so yep. talk about your your concept of yeah your so um you know we've we've worked with the high school kids for the last uh four or five years now and going to i'm actually overseeing two different elementary buildings this year and uh just really want to get those kids involved but not forget about the high school kids and what i want to do is i, I really want to blend those together and actually have kind of a, a mentoring piece, if you will, and, and let the high school kids still have their fun, but do it with with our elementary kids too and just kind of start to build that lifelong love of angling. Um, and I'm just I'm really excited about that idea and that opportunity and how to go about doing that. And not only are the, the older kids going to get like the interaction with the younger kids and learn from that, mm-hmm. but like when I started coaching wrestling, I picked up so many fine sure points yeah that i overlooked in competition right that would have helped me a right. ton right so i'm i'm guessing that's gonna uh, well and i and play through i'm a well. real strong believer that you, you know, especially with fishing that regardless of anybody's experience level you can learn from every they bring something to the there, table right yes. like you can go out yep. and fish a pond tomorrow and see somebody doing something that you never thought would work or you've never even licorice. thought about it. yeah what why do you um, bring licorice but all of a sudden you're like you know what Licor- licorice is delicious so I if i like it everyone else is gonna like the it. crappie love it yes well that uh, that's my thing with with crappies like of course flyheads love crappies they're delicious yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think you can learn from anybody, um, you know, regardless of their experience level. And so I think that mindset can be applied to everything. Yeah. You know, if you have that closed mindset where you're opposed to learning, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're better than anyone else to Mm -hmm. the point that they can't, you can't find value from other people. I feel like you're you're going to be stagnant. Right. You're not going to, at least the very least more stagnant than you could have been. No. You know, like even assholes get better at stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Point proven. Yeah. Yeah, You have a, you have a YouTube show that (laughs) proves that. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, 
if you take the time to listen to what other people have to say, I feel like there's something that can be gleaned from every conversation, even with yeah. dipshits like me. <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff. All right, I'll uh, lead off. The uh, Tasser Guide Service is uh, booming. We're, we filled up pretty quick. Um, I do have a few dates if you guys want to get out and uh, do some Wait, flat Wait, you filled fishing. up, but you have dates. I sound like a real salesman. My right my weekends are full. <laughs> Get them before I, they're I, gone. I have at least one trip every weekend from now until the end of October. Good, good. Which is awesome. And I'm actually taking a blue cat trip down in Kansas. I've got two trips so far. Mm-hmm. The weekend of October 14th, 15th, and 16th. So if anybody wants to go down to Kansas and chase big blue cats, I've got some spots open for that weekend as well. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can either uh, email me at uh, tasslerryan at hotmail.com. You can get on Facebook, find Ryan Tassler, or on Facebook it is Tassler's Guide Service. We need which... to get you a more professional email. See if tasslerguideservice <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> they still reach me. Just get a hold of me if you want to find at me. At least it's there. not AOL, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards. <laughs> but no, uh, thanks for coming on, Derek. It was yeah. nice to meet you. You yeah. know, I've, I've known about you for sure for some time, so yep. it was good to uh, meet you. And you're a lot better guy than Spencer said you were. <laughs> so. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys appreciate having, you, having me on here. Um, I feel like. From my part, I feel like I gotta say that's all, folks. On, on my own, <laughs> you know, just at least close out my piece. <laughs> Get that one last folks in there. I'm glad you did. Take us out, Spencer. If you want to uh, support the podcast, get you some badass sunglasses, Waterland sunglasses. Promo code RC15. The other one you can do is Bigfoot Bushcraft Fire Starters. Promo code Spencer Bauer and. I'm not a promo code guy. Only got two, and I only want two, and those are sweet. <laughs> so, I ain't, I'm not going to push anything else because those two are actually worth pushing. But uh, the uh, most important thing is share it. You know, share it with your buddies. Put it on uh, social media, mm-hmm. like iTunes. You mean share the podcast? Yes. When you say it, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know the thing they've listened to for now. We well, could and be half. talking about Waterland sunglasses. <laughs> well, that too. If you share, share your it. sunglasses. Yeah. Or What's... fire starters. It'd be weird to share sunglasses, but whatever. You know, you're weird. So, <laughs> Well, if you don't have some, your buddy does. If he shares them, he's a good buddy. <laughs> Better buddy than me. It just matters who's driving. The guy but, who's driving should have the sunglasses on. But reviews on iTunes do help like yes. promote the podcast new audience. So that that's super helpful, and I'd really appreciate and it. And we're like at 90,000 downloads or something. <clears throat> Close, yeah, we're we're close to ninety thousand. So if we can get up to hundred, that'd be just a cool landmark to hit. I mean, we've been at it for what a year? Forty. This will be episode forty-seven, I believe. Yeah. So right, two years. Yeah. Between the two weeks and then now we went to one week. Year and a half to two years. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, good excuse to shoot the shit. Like absolutely. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it. You can get some river certified apparel. That'd be cool. Yeah. Other than that. It looks good. Thanks for taking time to listen, everybody. And I hope you catch a giant. Thanks, guys.
Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.